Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, it's Thursday, baby. You know what that means, right? Crossover Thursday. The next team up on the schedule for the Silver and Black happens to be the Chicago Bears. So it's all things Raiders, all things Bears. Week 7 action on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 19th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We definitely appreciate you and we appreciate my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So definitely shout out to Ari. You can hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voice mail line at 707-654-4693. No calls or texts on today's show. Again, it's a crossover edition, so no time for calls and texts. We'll get back to that on Friday, but I do want you to have the number. Keep it handy. Put it in your notes. Put it in your contacts. Whatever you got to do. Again, 707-654-4693. On today's show, all things Raiders, all things Bears. Lauren Cox, host of Locked On Bears, does a fantastic job covering the Bears like a glove. He'll join the show. We'll talk all things storylines. We'll talk all things matchups. We'll talk about keys to victory, path to victory, give a score prediction, all that good stuff coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I do want to give you a few little nuggets before we get into part one of the conversation, so we'll go ahead and jump right into that. And the Raiders made some roster moves on uh, on Wednesday, and what they did, they signed cornerback Tyler Hall to the active roster. He's now on the active 53-man roster instead of the practice squad, and good for Tyler Hall. He's a guy who, you know, was was playing some pretty good ball in 2022. Uh, I thought that they had some pretty high expectations for him, but then Ja'Korian Bennett came in, Nate Hobbs was playing the slot, Marcus Peters was signed, so kind of was a numbers game, and he ended up being on the practice squad, but with Nate Hobbs out the last few games, uh, he's had an opportunity to get out there, and he's been playing some pretty good ball, and a lot of people have hit me up and said, Q, they need to sign him to the active roster before another team that needs a corner goes and snatches him and puts him on the 53. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Tyler Hall's been signed to the active roster. Uh, Roderick Teamer, he has been placed on the reserve injured list. He didn't uh, get to finish the game on Sunday against the Patriots. He's somebody that uh, Josh McDaniels pointed out on Monday. So uh, he's going to be out for a while. Uh, who knows when he'll come back. But uh, Roderick Teamer is now on the reserve injured list, according to the Raiders. They put this out on their PR Twitter account on Wednesday. And then they also signed tight end John Samuel Shanker to the practice squad. So another addition to the practice squad, Tyler Hall to the active, Roderick Teamer to the reserve injured list, John Samuel Shanker to the practice squad. Now, real quick, I wanted to go over the injury report for Wednesday. We'll get another one today. We'll get one on Friday, and then 90 minutes before kickoff, we'll find out which guys are in, which guys are out. You know, if any of these guys appear on the the injury report, end up not playing on Sunday. So, real quick, I'll go over it, and then we'll jump into part one of the crossover edition. Devontae Adams with the shoulder injury was limited. Uh, Cornerback Ja'Korian Bennett with the shoulder and the knee injury, limited. Max Crosby with the knee and the thumb injury, limited. Cornerback Tyler Hall, who was just added to the 53-man roster with the ankle injury, limited. Right, So all those guys were limited. I expect all those guys to play. It's just that simple, right? Now, Ja'Korian Bennett may be on a pitch count, but I don't think Devontae will be on a pitch count. I know Max won't be on a pitch count. I don't think Tyler Hall will either, uh, but, you know, they don't get their bye week. Something Coach McDaniels pointed out to us on uh, Wednesday, as a matter of fact. They don't get their bye week till week 13, so 
they have to, you know, kind of limit guys in practice, take it easy on them in practice because they're not going to get a whole week off until week 13. So just kind of keep that in mind. Guys that did not participate, cornerback Jimmy Garoppolo still dealing with the back injury. I'd be shocked if he plays on Sunday. I think it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be either Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, but again, he has not been ruled out officially, so there's that. But Jimmy Garoppolo did not participate. Justin uh, Haran with a concussion did not participate. There's nothing he could do. Just has to clear concussion protocol before he's available. And then cornerback Nate Hobbs who's dealing with the ankle injury did not participate either. I would be shocked if he goes on Sunday. I'm expecting him to be out for another game. Uh, you know, a lot of people are uh, assuming and saying that it's a high ankle sprain for Nate, and that could be the possibility. I don't know, but unfortunately for Nate, now all of a sudden his story is more injuries than actually playing and time on the grass. And so that's unfortunate. Uh, he went out after week five in 2022, uh, you know, with the broken hand. Uh, again, after Kansas City, the Raiders went into their bye week and he came back and he was uh, pretty banged up and he didn't get to play until later on the season when they played the Chargers. Now all of a sudden he's missing time with the ankle injury. So now all of a sudden Nate Hobbs is starting to be that guy that's starting to be injury prone. You never want to get that label. Also on the Raiders injury report, linebacker Robert Spillane with a knee shoulder injury, full participant. He's a he's a gamer. He's going to go. Real quick for the Bears, uh, offensive lineman Nate Davis dealing with the injury, uh, ankle injury, did not participate. Quarterback Justin Fields with a thumb injury is dislocated, did not participate. Running back Rashawn Johnson with a concussion, did not participate. Defensive back Terrell Smith, illness, did not participate. Uh, so Nate Davis, I don't think he's going to play. Fields, I don't think he's going to play. Rashawn Johnson, I'm sure, is not going to play. He's dealing with a concussion. Uh, Terrell Smith, maybe he's able to go. Uh, as far as guys that were limited, Dan Feeney, the offensive lineman with the knee injury, Injury. Also, Travis Homer, the re- the running back, he's uh, has a hamstring injury. He was limited. Defensive back Eddie Jackson, he's a safety with a foot injury. He was limited. Offensive lineman Doug Kramer Jr. with a thumb injury. Uh, he was not limited. He was full. Uh, Unique Ngakwe, old friend of the uh, of the team. Unique Ngakwe with a back injury. He was limited. And uh, offensive lineman Darnell Wright, the, the rookie out of Tennessee with a shoulder injury. He was limited. I mentioned Doug Kramer, the offensive lineman. He has a thumb injury. He was a full participant. And that is the injury report for both the Raiders and the Bears for Wednesday. Again, another one comes out today, uh, another one on Friday, and then we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff, and it's 10 a.m. Pacific time. So, uh, yeah, 90 minutes before that, that would be 9, that would be 8.30. <laughs> Around 8.30, we'll find out uh, who's in and who's out. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into part one of the crossover edition. Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears and myself talking all things as far as storylines go with the Raiders and the Bears. Before we get into it, though, this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for our first deposit match up to $100. Here's part one of the crossover edition. Q, I think there's uh, some matching here between these two teams as far as the big storylines heading into this week. It feels like we're both kind of coming from the same angle for our respective teams. Uh, New quarterbacks making their first career starts. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. For the Raiders, it's either going to be Brian Hoyer or it's going to be, you know, Aiden O'Connell. Or maybe there's a long shot it could be Jimmy G. Now, my gut feeling tells me it won't be Jimmy G. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so I don't think that he will. Uh, he had to leave the game on Sunday with a back injury, left in an ambulance to the hospital. They they said that they uh, dodged a major bullet or a big bullet, so uh, obviously they thought it was pretty seriously. So so most likely Jimmy G won't be out there. But Aiden O'Connell actually got a start against the Chargers uh, back in week three, so he's had a little bit of uh, burn. And then, of course, Brian Hoyer is the, the Wiley veteran. So one of the two backups most likely will be out there the question is who are the Raiders going to go with and the reason why it's a question that I don't have the answer to yet 
is Coach McDaniels told us before the uh, the Raiders went and played the Chargers when Aiden O'Connell did get the the uh, week of of practice that that was the big deal. Getting the week of practice for the young man is what allowed him to go out there and get the start, as opposed to having to like they did on Sunday have to have Brian Hoyer all of a sudden jump into the mix. He he felt that Brian Hoyer was better fit for the emergency guy just jump in and, and take over the reins as opposed to give that that to a rookie. So uh, you know now that they've had this whole week. It's gearing up where a lot of Raider fans are excited. They want to see Aiden O'Connell. I think the best chance to win the game and, and, and a game that I believe is a winnable game without you know sounding disrespectful, I think it's with Brian Hoyer. But I think the fan base is split on who they want to see. I think most people want to see Aiden O'Connell. I just think the smarter decision is Brian Hoyer. But for you on your end, it sounds like there's a backup quarterback and there's no doubt about it with Justin Fields dealing with that dislocated thumb. Yeah, the, so the Bears technically have said like we we – that Justin Fields, they doubt he will be able to play, but they haven't, I guess, officially ruled him out just yet. Yeah. For, for Justin, it's a dislocated thumb, and it's it's my understanding that it's towards the base of the thumb. They popped it back in on Sunday after Jeez. it popped out against the Vikings, and it's just a matter of, like, grip strength and trying to make that more functional, right? That it, when it pops out like that, it pulls on some of the tendons and stuff. Sounds like there wasn't a major tearing in there that was, like, an automatic instant surgery but they kind of just got to see how the swelling recovers over the next few days and maybe what becomes a little bit more apparent once that comes down closer to thursday or friday and then get a sense of like okay is this something that he they feel like he can get the grip strength back here sooner rather than later and avoid surgery or is that something that's going to be require a short-term injured reserve stint or if he gets surgery it's probably going to be out for the season there but as soon as he's able to like grip the football again to throw that's when he'll be ready to go and that obviously like they don't think that'll be by sunday but right I guess you never know once the swelling really comes down. So then it's undrafted rookie free agent Tyson Bajent in line to get the start. He is the backup quarterback now. He firmly supplanted Nathan Peterman in that role. Another <laughs> former Raiders legend in there. And right. Brian Hoyer, a former <laughs> Chicago Bears legend. So there's some, there you there's go. some back and forth there. But you know, Bajent's the guy, and he kind of won that outright fair and square. Played well in the preseason. Uh, slowly, you know, practiced, practiced well to the point where they were comfortable kind of letting Peterman go to the practice squad and they kept doing the call him up for games and then call him back yeah. down and after games kind of thing. But they, they were confident with Bajent going in last week against the Vikings had a strip sack on his first drive that went back for a touchdown. It was about as disastrous as you could start and then ended about as disastrous as you could with a really bad interception, but everything in between was a little bit encouraging. And for an undrafted rookie for agent, obviously expectations should be really low. And I think there's a good chance he can exceed those expectations, even if that doesn't mean He's going to go out there and be the next Brock Purdy by any means. Right. I think we've seen we've seen already that that a Brock Purdy is the exception, not the rule, and b that that Tyson Bajent is no Brock Purdy. Right. And the one thing I I was reading up on Tyson Bajent and basically what he was talking about with the coaches when he had to go in and relief of Justin Fields is don't limit your playbook. You know, like I've done enough studying to learn the playbook, so uh, you know, throw it at me. I'll be able to go out there and execute now. What level of execution is that? Who knows, right? But, I mean, to know, at least I feel like the coaches could have confidence in him that he knows what the plays are. He's not going to be like a deer in, in headlights. He just, the level of execution is going to be the big question for him. Yeah, I, I think the problem is is with how practice has gone the rest of the season, where when Justin Fields is the starter, like, Bajan's getting scout team reps, but he they're not really doing a lot of, they're not spending a lot of time at practice with number two quarterback in there. Like if, right. if Fields needs to step away from a play to talk something over with the coach or whatever, Bajan's will run in there and get some snaps. But like, it's not like he's had, you know, weeks and weeks of really like 
feeling like the starter to prepare in this offense. Like, of course, they say, oh, I prepare like I'm going to need to start every week. But it's not the same as like actually being out there and practicing. So like Bajan says, yeah, I got it down. Trust me, coach. But it's a little bit different when it's like he thinks he's got it up here. But then when you're on the field on Sunday and you got Max Crosby staring you down from the right. other side of the line of scrimmage, it's a lot harder to make, to have that same like confidence and recall and ability to then go out and execute that at the same level. And I imagine uh, it's a similar conversation for, for Aiden O'Connell or, or Brian Hoyer for that matter, trying to get back out there and knock the rust off. Yeah. In particular for Aiden O'Connell, I mean, Hoyer has been around so long as you very well know. I mean, he's kind of that, that coach on the field. So he, he knows what to expect. He knows what it looks like, what it sounds like, even what it feels like, right? When it's Aiden O'Connell, he got his first start against the chargers and Early in the game, the first half in particular, he was really holding on to the ball too long, delivering the ball too late. I mean, there was you could tell he was a rookie. You could tell that it was it was a big time moment for him. You know, from the fourth round pick, uh, you know, out of uh, Purdue, you could tell that it was pretty big. As the game wore on, you it felt like he was getting a little bit more comfortable. The problem I had, uh, Lauren, is that I, I I didn't think he was ready to get a start in week three. I still don't think he's ready to get a start in week seven. I just think that you know, especially with the Raiders at three and three. Even though that's not a great record, it's not a bad record either, right? The majority of the league is either three and three or has less than three wins, as opposed to being better than you know than than three wins. So I feel like the best opportunity for the Raiders to go out there and put their best uh, football out on the field is to start Brian Hoyer, and then at some point of the season, if things get away from the team, okay, then go out there and, and see what you got in the rookie. You've got to figure it out at some point what you got from him. I just don't think you need to do it right now. And then you've got some tougher games coming up as well. So, you know, Brian Hoyer might be a guy that you have to lean on uh, for a little bit of time if, you know, Jimmy G is going to miss. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, you see moments where Aiden O'Connell is is good. and You're like, oh, man, maybe they can build on that. And then you see other moments where you're like, yeah, he's a rookie and he's going to have some growing pains, right? And that's just that's the nature of the beast, man. The, the NFL is not easy and uh, opposing defenses don't make anything any easier as well and so you know Chicago's no different the Raiders are no different they're going to make it as difficult as possible for these young quarterbacks but I feel like the storylines are kind of similar that it's basically the the battle of the backups come Sunday uh, in Chicago yeah I, I appreciate you trying to be respectful in the ways that you talk about the Bears but this is a bad Bears team and I totally see <laughs> I'll let where... you say that not me I don't want to be that guy man <laughs> I can see where it's like okay then if you're going up against a sort of a known bad opponent take the, sh the maybe the higher floor, lower ceiling of Brian Hoyer versus the more volatile, either higher highs or lower lows from Aiden O'Connell and just let Brian Hoyer take what this defense is going to give you, which is a lot. Right. <laughs> so if you just take what they give you, you should have some opportunities there. And certainly you think your defense can do some things to keep your own offense in this game against a backup quarterback on the other side. We'll get into some of those key matchups that are going to help these two quarterbacks in this game and some of the most important players that will decide who wins this one as we continue our crossover Thursday Locked On Bears, Locked On Raiders podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So there is part one of the crossover edition right there. Lauren Cox and myself talking all things Bears, Raiders, week seven action. That was all things storylines. And it sounds like the storyline for this game is going to be the battle of the backup quarterbacks. Just that simple. So coming up in segment number two, we'll get into the biggest matchups. You know, what will we be looking for in this game? What will I be paying attention to? What will Lauren be paying attention to? We'll do that in segment number two after I tell you about bird dogs. And off top, bird dogs makes you look good. There ain't nothing more important than looking good. 
What does is, what is primetime say? You look good, feel good, play good, right? Well, bird dogs will make you look good. That's half the battle. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Uh, bird dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And the cool thing about bird dogs, no matter what style you get, you can get some if you're going to go play golf. You can get some if you're going to go out on date night. I mean, that's the variety. That's the range, right? You can get leggings. You can get shorts. You can get pants. I'm a big, you know, dry fit type style pant guy, and this is going to give you that same kind of feel, that same kind of uh, flavor. But they've got the liners inside, and sometimes, you know, you might not know and be too comfortable with the liners until you actually try them on. And once you try them on, you're like, wow. Okay, hold on. Now we're, we're working with something. So if you got workout gear, lounge gear, workwear, it doesn't matter. Bird Dogs has it at birddogs.com. You just got to go check it out. Matter of fact, go to the website right now. You see something that you like, uh, Bird Dogs is going to get you hooked up if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Again, the promo code is LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. You'll get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. Again, birddogs.com slash LOCKEDONNFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into part two of the crossover edition. Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears and myself talking all things Bears and Raiders week seven action. Now it's time to jump into the biggest matchups into this game. Here it is, part two of the conversation. All right, Q, as we continue our crossover Thursday, Locked on Bears, Locked on Raiders, I want to move into some of the key matchups, the biggest matchups between these two teams. And I want to start with Max Crosby on one end for the Raiders on a defensive line. Obviously, kind of the big name threat there. Tyree Wilson is a is an interesting conversation we'll get to in a minute. But, but Max Crosby against the Bears' offensive tackles, particularly the left tackle Larry Borum, has been the weak point up front. But even if you want to, bump Crosby to the other side. You're going against rookie first round pick Darnell Wright, who has a lot of uh, potential and physical tools, but is still putting everything together. And certainly the first round matchup of, of Tyree Wilson versus Wright on that side is going to be fun too. But both of these Raiders edge rushers versus both of these Bears offensive tackles scare me quite a bit as, as the spot on the line that the Bears have had some vulnerability there, although to be honest, there's been vulnerability across the board in this offensive line. So you don't feel great anywhere, but I feel the worst against the two biggest strengths of this Raiders defensive line and somebody like Max Crosby that is just playing at, a, at an all pro level against a couple of tackles that are playing at a below average level with with some volatility there. Yeah, that's where you know, I was going to go when the with the matchups is right there in the in the trenches. Right. I just know that the, the Bears, uh, you know, kind of have, uh, uh, I guess, patchwork job they've done on the offensive line as of right now. I know everyone hasn't been uh, the player that they need to be. Of course, Darnell Wright is the the rookie out of Tennessee, and I'm sure that he's, you know, got a lot of upside, but he's still a rookie, and he's going up against a Max Crosby, and, you know, the Raiders, as of late, have been able to get a lot of pressure from the interior as well, and so, of course, I know that there's been center position, uh, you know, question marks with the Bears, so I think that really the biggest key for this game, as far as the matchups go, is, is the is the trenches for the Raiders, you know, and that defensive line. The defense for the Raiders has been playing really well the last two games. They've been the reason why the Raiders have won the last two games. Max Crosby and Bilal Nichols, they got a safety on Mac Jones last Sunday at, uh, at Legion Stadium to seal the deal. That's the first time they've been over 20 points all season, and that's because of that safety. So I think that that's really the strength of the Raiders right now. And when I look at the, the Bears and kind of study them, I feel like that that's their biggest weakness, right? I mean, it could be the backup quarterback. It could be Justin Fields. It could be anyone. 
But that offensive line is 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 the biggest you know the biggest liability there. And so I, I just really look at that and key in on it and say that's where this game is going to be won or lost. You know, if you're the Raiders on the Raiders side of things, is can that defensive line take uh, advantage of an offensive line that you know, like I said, is 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 patchwork at best at this point, and they're still trying to find out uh, you know how to fix it up. I mean, hell, I saw Matt Eberflus on on Wednesday basically say he's not going to really go into big details about the the offensive line, and I want to say it's what the thirtieth, thirty fifth, like different. A variety of offensive line, like the different mix matches that they put together the last couple seasons. Yeah, they've had more offensive line combinations than games played under wow. head coach Matt Eberflus. I mean, some of that has been injury, yeah. and they've and, and they've had like a weird like injuries are concentrated on their offensive line. Like they haven't been overwhelmingly injury prone across the board. It's just like always at the same couple of positions, which has been weird but yeah they're they're not saying who's going to start at center this week because Cody Whitehair had a bunch of bad snaps against the Vikings so they benched him late in the game and put in their backup Lucas Patrick they also have Dan Feeney who they traded for from the Dolphins at the end of the preseason and a, a former six round pick of theirs Doug Kramer who's coming off of injured reserve so they have a few different options at center and then they got an injury at right guard and they're probably going to roll with their backup there because it's a high ankle sprain for the starter so he's going to be out so you're going to have backup left tackle backup right guard for sure and maybe a backup center because your starting center right now is not able to snap the ball super well it's a very favorable matchup for former Chicago Bear Bilal Nichols with a revenge yeah. game there also John Jenkins the two defensive tackles yeah. both ex-Bears trying to get some revenge there and, and should have some good matchups like you mentioned the, the, like the, the offensive line being a big weakness on the Bears, it's really both lines are, mm. are the two biggest weaknesses here. The Bears have not been able to consistently rush the passer or protect the quarterback. It, it, funny enough, like on both lines, they run block pretty well. They've got the running game going. Yeah. With, or who's back there? It's been Foreman the last couple of weeks because they've got injuries to Herbert and Roshan Johnson and, and company, but it's probably Foreman again in this game, and he ran well last week, and they, they've been actually stopping the run pretty well, too. They've been more aggressive. Former Raider Andrew Billings has been really like the best man on this Bears defensive line, but it's been and, and former Raider Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, yeah. geez, it's most of these trenches are back and forth. <laughs> right. So, but but those guys haven't produced at a super, super high level in terms of the pass rush on this defense. And and the Bears are gonna need to get some pressure after whether it's Hoyer or O'Connell. You can't let them sit that back there and get comfortable because that'll make it way too easy for a for a young quarterback or just a, a new quarterback being put out there to kind of have their way. Yeah, no, you're right right about that. It's it's interesting, you know, and I, I look at uh, the run and, and know that the Bears do that really well, right? I, I know, and I know Roshan Johnson has a concussion, but he's a hell of a player coming out of uh, UT, right? And so there's a good little run game going on there in Chicago, and so I know the Raiders are going to have their hands uh, filled with that. That's going to be obviously, uh, you know, a big matchup to pay attention to uh, when the Raiders are on defense, you know, can they make sure that they uh, slow down and or even stop the run, you know, make make the young quarterback beat you, right? That's If I'm the Raiders, I'm selling out to say, okay, the quarterback, he's a young dude. I know he's got a lot of confidence, but I'm going to make that guy beat us. And if he does, then you tip the cap and say, all right, well done. If not, then you, you know, you feel good about your, your defensive efforts. So uh, again, I, th- I think that, you know, when you're looking at the matchups, it's, it's, it's got to be the trenches, man. I mean, that's got to be the biggest deal uh, for, for this game. Uh, offensively and defensively, right? For the Raiders to have some success, they're going to need their offensive line to be able to hold up against that defensive line. And for the Raiders to have defensive success, they're going to have to be able to hold up against the Raider, uh, the, the uh, Bears' offensive line and, you know, get some penetration. And uh, Max Crosby got to continue to be Max Crosby. And that's a good thing. Like I said, the Raiders' defense has been playing really well as of late. Uh, they've been the reason why the Raiders have been in these games. They've only won three of them, but they've really been in, what, five out of six games. They only got blown out by Buffalo week two. The rest of the games they've been in, and it's been on the strength of the defense. So, uh, you know, it's really seeing what what Raider team shows up and what what trenches decides to show up for both teams. 
Yeah. When we're talking about these guys and the matchups and, and other important players here, I, I did want to check in injury report wise. I know Max Crosby was listed mm -hmm. limited on Wednesday with a they listed it knee slash thumb. I'm guessing by the way you're talking about Max that there's no concerns there. But I also wanted to throw out Devontae Adams limited with a shoulder injury. And I'm curious to see him versus Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Reuniting those matchups. They used to go head to head in Green Bay all the time. And I think Devontae got the better of him a few times in there. But is there is there any concern about either of those guys having little lingering things to maybe not be 100% or expecting full go? I mean, they won't be 100%, but I expect them to go, right? I expect them to go and and and, and be a full go, right? I mean, uh, Devontae's been dealing with this shoulder injury now for a few weeks. Uh, he's going to be out there. He'll be out there, uh, you know, and they're going to kind of just limit him. The Raiders' bye week is not till week 13. So they've got a long way to go before they actually get some time off. So they're going to have bumps and bruises. So they've been limiting guys like Max, who's been dealing with the knee injury for the past few weeks. He'll be good to go. Uh, he'll be, you know, uh, chomping at the bits to get out there and, and play. And, you know, today he was in the, the, uh, the, the locker room and he had a, a Michael Jordan shirt on and said he was excited to go play in Chicago and, you know, kind of gave that respect to, to MJ and all the greatness that has come out of Chicago, Chicago sports in general, the Bears, the Bulls, everyone. So uh, he's excited about that opportunity. So he's going to be he's going to be ready to go out there. Please believe that. And Devontae Adams, well, you know, you've seen Devontae Adams enough. Uh, Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams. So, yeah, those guys will be good as far as, uh, you know, on the injury report. Once Sunday comes around, they'll be to, ready to rock and roll. Well, we haven't seen a lot of that great coming out of the Chicago Bears in a little while, but hey, maybe maybe Tyson Bagent can give them the <laughs> magic they need to pull off an right. upset win against the Raiders this weekend. We'll go through what these two teams need to do to win and give our predictions for what a final score might look like on Sunday as we continue our crossover Thursday Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bears podcast. So there's part two of the conversation right there talking about the biggest matchups that we'll be looking for in this game on Sunday. Bears and Raiders. Lauren Cox, host of Locked On Bears, and myself, uh, Locked On Raiders, breaking it down week seven action. Coming up in segment number three, we're going to talk about the, the path to victory. going to talk about, we'll give the score prediction. How can the Raiders lose the game? We'll do that in segment number three after I tell you about a couple great sponsors, including FanDuel. Right now, you need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Win or lose, that's $200 in bonus bets. It's just that simple. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Right now, FanDuel has the Raiders at three-point favorites. Minus three uh, in this game coming up on Sunday versus the Bears. And it's so simple. If you have the app, open it up. It's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. So you can put down a little bit of money. You can win a lot. There's so many different styles that you can go to at FanDuel.com if you're using the app. Uh, but when you go check out FanDuel.com, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON slash LOCKEDON and kick off the season the right way or kick into season the right way. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. I also want to tell you about our good friends at Jace Medical who provide the Jace case. What is the Jace case? It's five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All you need to do to get it, well, just fill out a simple online form. In some cases, you jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. You know, there's so much uncertainty going on in the world these days, you know, locally, uh, worldwide, everything. You just never really know what's going to happen, so you never want to get caught unprepared. Never get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during that unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation 
and care. As a matter of fact, when it comes to the Jace case, they've now made it where you can customize it, right? They have dozens of add-on medications that you could also get involved and put into your Jace case. Uh, they also have uh, gift cards that you could buy a gift card for a family or loved one so that they can get their Jace case of their own. So there's multiple different options and ways that you could take advantage of the Jace case. Go to jacemedical.com, enter code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jacemedical.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into part three of the conversation with Lauren Cox and myself talking all things Raiders and Bears week seven. Actually, we've already talked about the biggest storylines. We've already talked about the biggest matchups. But now we're going to give our score prediction and talk about how the Raiders could lose this one. Both of us in agreement that the Raiders should win it, but if they weren't going to win it, how would they lose it? That's coming up right here in segment number three and part three of the conversation with Lauren Cox and myself, Raiders Bears, week seven. Q, as we continue our crossover Thursday podcast here, I think we're both kind of are in a position here that we think the Raiders are, are going to win. But from your perspective watching the Raiders, what do you think it would take for the Raiders to lose this game? What would, what would a team like the Bears with an undrafted rookie quarterback have to do to come in here and host the Raiders and and come off come away with a victory for a Raiders team that is win won two games in a row and like you said has been in pretty much every game they've played this season. I think for the Raiders, uh, it, it would be them turning the ball over, right? They struggled in the red zone. That's the one thing I could tell you that's been really problematic for this team. Uh, I mean, last week against the Patriots, they were one for six in the red zone, right? You're not going to win a whole lot of games like that, but luckily they're playing the Patriots, so they're able to win a game like that. The week before, they played a team like the Packers, so they're able to win a game like that. And, and the Bears this week, again, no disrespect, but, you know, you could probably mess up a few times in the red zone and be okay. But, you know, like next week they play the Lions. So, obviously, that's got to get cleaned up sooner rather than later. But that's been their biggest uh, Achilles heel, Lauren, is the fact that they can't get it done in the red zone. And they've turned the ball over and they've had penalties in the red zone. So, I asked Coach McDaniels on Monday, what's the disconnect? Like, you've had drives that are 18 plays, 18 plays, and you settle for three points. And he said, there's no disconnect. It's just penalties. You know, turnovers, uh, you know, just uh, just bad execution. Sometimes it's the play call. I mean, there's there's been different reasons. So if the Bears are to win this game on Sunday, I would think that the Raiders continue with their struggles in the red zone. They continue to turn the ball over. And if they turn the ball over, then you know how that goes, right? All of a sudden, Chicago has a short field. A rookie has a little bit more confidence. Uh, the run game gets going a little bit. The defense may be on the field a little bit longer. I mean, you know how things can snowball. I honestly think it comes down to the battle of the turnovers, right? If, if the Raiders lose the turnover battle and they set the Bears up for success, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them lose. And then all of a sudden, you're going to look up and the Raiders are going to say, what the hell happened? It's like when Mike Tyson got hit by Buster Douglas and he hit the, the, the mat and he was laying on his back. He was like, well, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> you get your ass yeah. up. But he, didn't, he just didn't know, right? I mean, because he wasn't expecting that. And, and, you know, this team's not good enough to go in there with, like, the Mike Tyson mentality, like, oh, we're just going to beat them up. And, and they're not that good. But with that being said, their defense has been playing better. So I think that I feel like they have the advantage in this game. But if they're not careful with the ball, and they'll probably have a, a backup out there, it'll probably be either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. I mean, anything could happen, right? The, the the rookie gets a little, you know, loose with the ball, or Brian Hoyer is Brian Hoyer. I mean, he's not some just fantastic backup. I mean, he's he's got his limitations as well. So, I mean, it really is crazy. I mean, I know the Raiders are three-point favorites in this game, but 
I mean, I can see it going either way just because, you know, a, a play here or a play there. I'll tell you this. I was shocked that the Bears beat the Commanders the way they did on that Thursday night game when Dick Buck has died, right, beating them by 20. And I know Justin Fields was out there, but they looked like a well-oiled machine. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. That game don't look like such a, a easy out anymore. So if they have an inspired performance and the Raiders turn the ball over in the system a little bit, wouldn't shock me at all to see the Chicago Bears win the game. Yeah, it, this, especially with the two backup quarterbacks in there, potentially, it, it it feels to me like this is the game of whoever beats themselves less yeah. will win. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. you can get out of your own way, wait for the other team to get in their own way, because these guys both love to penalize themselves and yeah. to turn the ball over and to just, like, make those mistakes where it's like, any individual one of those mistakes, all right, you can you can live with that. But when you when you add that on to the it's the penalty here and then the tackle for a loss there and then the sack there and that you start killing yourself with these drives over and over again where it all adds up to just a extremely like a consistently inconsistent like just consistently bad, not just inconsistent in terms of up or down, but just consistently not producing. Like that's that's how the story of this Bears team. Like when everything goes right, you know, when the protection holds up and the receivers are running the right routes to the right spot and fields is decisive and the defense is playing well, like that's what you get against the commanders. It's just so rare that all those pieces all click at the same time and do everything correctly at the same time. There's always one thing going wrong somewhere and it unravels the whole thing and you end up making those same kind of mistakes. I, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like unless unless Hoyer slash O'Connell throws a big a big pick six or there's a special teams touchdown or something, it doesn't right. feel to me like, like, like the Bears are going to be able to be the surprise team and, and jump in here and, and get that kind of upset victory. Although with two backup quarterbacks, there's always there's always wild randomness that can just kind of happen there where something happens. And it's not even necessarily that the better team won. It's just that, you know, one team got in their own way and made some mistake that kind of put the other team ahead. Even if, you know, one team was, even if the other team was maybe playing better for the majority of the game. So with a three point spread at FanDuel, where does that leave you on a final score? I'm guessing I was just looking like the Raiders haven't scored more than you said. This was the last, the first week they went over 20 points in yep, the game. So yep. We're not expecting a shootout here with a couple of backup quarterbacks. So how ugly does this final score look? Um, I think it's probably going to be, well, it's going to be very low scoring. Um, I, I, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I want to say that the Raiders are going to find a way to get their offense going. Devontae Adams is a guy that needs to get going. Uh, his, his last two performances haven't been great, and that's because he's had a lack of targets. And I know that he wants to get rolling. He's he's very frustrated. He needs the ball in his hands because, well, the offense looks like it needs Devontae Adams to have the ball in his hands. So I think they're going to make a real effort to get him involved. And I'm just going to I'm gonna go out there on a limb and say this is the, the, the game that they actually – are able to score a couple times in the red zone. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with 24, I think it's 24-17, I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to win. Um, you know, and, and that's based off Hoyer playing, right? If Aiden O'Connell plays, I think it might be a little closer. It might be a, you know, a, a, a 21-17, 21 you know, 21-20, I mean, something, something, maybe not even 20, maybe 17. That 17 number was one that they they were uh, hung up on for a while, so it could end up being like 17-14, and the defense has to play a little bit tighter and and, and limit the, the Bears. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's around there. I don't think it's much more than, you know, a three- or four-point victory for the Raiders, but I just feel like that they, they've won two in a row, and they feel like they've got to win games that they're expected to win. In this game, they're expected to win, not because they're that much superior, but just because there's so much going up against the Bears. There's so many different, uh, you know, um, just elements that are going against them. The offensive line is, is you know, in shambles right now, and the quarterback position is a question mark. I mean, there's so many question marks that I feel like that the Raiders had the advantage. But I will say this. 
The Raiders are on the road. They're traveling. It's an early kickoff on the West Coast. It's 10 a.m. You know, it's not the easiest game for the, the Silver and Black. Uh, the Bears are there at the crib. So, I mean, you know, that could be a little bit of a, a, a you know, help in, in their favor as well. Maybe the Raiders are a little sluggish. Right, maybe sleepwalking a little bit early in the game, and that could really play into the Bears' favor. So again, this is probably going to be a very close game. Where at the end of the day, I'm sure a lot of Raider Nation is going to be like, "Man, it shouldn't have been that close." But it's the NFL, Lauren, and you know how that goes. Yeah, you know, I I was just looking, and the the Bears against the Vikings this last week. That was the first game that they allowed fewer than 20 points as mm. a defense. Kind of the reverse trend of the of the Raiders there offensively, but. Yeah, this one it feels like it's going to be low scoring and ugly, especially if it's Brian Hoyer versus uh, versus Tyson Bagent in there. Like, you still have a guy like Devonte Adams and a guy like Josh Jacobs. Like, there's still weapons out there that scare you enough on this Raiders offense that even with a backup quarterback in there, just get the ball in their hands, and I think they're going to be able to do a little something with it. So, I, I find myself hovering around like twenty to ten Ooh, Raiders. Okay. Like, I, I don't think the Bears are going to score a ton with Bagent, but they won't be totally useless on offense. And I don't think the Raiders are going to like start putting up a ton of points, right. but you'll get enough going on there where, you know, Devontae Adams will have a big touchdown or, you know, Hunter Renfro or whoever, or Josh Jacobs will have a breakaway run. And it'll be just enough where it's ugly for a while there. And maybe, you know, halftime it's 10, seven or 10, three. And yeah. okay, you're kind of feeling like it's close throughout the whole thing. But in the end, the Raiders ultimately end up with, with a decent amount of control there and the bears lose again. And we're right back to where we thought we were <laughs> entering the game. So <laughs> we'll see if the Raiders can kind of keep up their hot streak for them and make it three in a row before a, a tougher Detroit Lions matchup. We'll see if the Bears can get some undrafted rookie free agent quarterback matchup. Which battle of the backup quarterbacks can reign supreme or more, more like who can get out of each other's way? There it is. There it was. That was the crossover edition right there, the Locked On Raiders podcast. And of course, many thanks to my guy, Lauren Cox. Does a fantastic job himself breaking down the Bears each and every day. And you heard it right there. He believes the Raiders win. I believe the Raiders win, but there's still a way. There's still a path that the Raiders could lose if they don't get uh, get get handle their business immediately, right? If they get caught slipping, don't go in there and, and get off to a hot start. They've got to get off to a hot start. You can't all of a sudden give a rookie quarterback and a team that doesn't expect to win a lot of confidence. You do that you could end up on the wrong side of things and then it could get really really ugly so hopefully you enjoyed the crossover edition we'll be back on friday with keys to victory news and notes probably have a a a better idea what's going to go on with jimmy g well hopefully we'll have a better idea what's going on with jimmy g we'll be back tomorrow with that and uh, of course we'll get back to calls and texts in segment number three as we always do so until then raider nation take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby